Hey everyone, this is Isabel from the future. Just letting you know ahead of time, the audio quality in this one's really rough. There were some really bad mouth clicky noises on my end and some bad background noises on Juan's end, and we just tried to make it work the best we could. But hopefully you enjoy it, even though it sounds kind of like garbage. Thanks. For a good time. 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 Sissies, mommies, and uncomfortable revelations about Isabel's sexual pathologies. Welcome <laughs> to today's episode of For a Good Time. I'm one of your hosts, Isabel Arf. And I'm Juan. <laughs> Thank you, Juan, for that I... wonderful introduction. Um, and today, we're talking about two short films um, with the same theme. Uh, one is called Mommy Turns You Into a Girl by Icy Winters released in 2019. Uh, the other is called Become Mommy Sissy Girl, released by Libby Harper um, in 2020, I believe. <clears throat> Unfortunately, on many vids, it's actually hard to check years. Um, it'll have like the date, it'll say like April 28th, but it won't say what year it came out in, which is just strange. I think anyone who just heard those two titles can tell that there's a similar theme going on. Yeah, And um, I will say up front, just general content warning for discussion of like, um tr a transphobia like transphobic slurs um and uh taboo quote unquote aka like like incest related sexuality i guess although i don't the language is incestual but i don't think it actually is that thing but we'll get to that later yeah yeah <laughs> there's a lot to to process there's so much here. to unpack because I really wanted, I knew at some point you. I was going to make you watch sissy porn. Like, it has to happen. Which, like, yeah, you know, like, I've read enough about it. I might as well <laughs> dive in. <laughs> and I have um, lots of opinions about it and lots of personal feelings about it. But I feel like I threw you into the deep end of the pool with way too much to discuss for one episode. So we're going to try to get through as much as we can. Don't worry, we will revisit this topic in the future. We'll revisit both these topics, um, both... The mommy thing and the sissy thing, um, because I have a lot more to say in both of those. But for today, we're just going to kind of give an overview. I'm going to be very problematic, I'm sure. And this is the last episode anyone ever listens to, because they wait. will realize that I'm a terrible human being or something. I don't know. Um, well, I chose this for two reasons. One is that I like it. So I, I already wanted to watch some kind of like POV, like first person thing. Uh, it's a little bit the terminology is a little hard here because POV traditionally means like hardcore pornography where the camera is essentially the person's eyes. So you're as if, as if you are the person who is being like sucked off or whatever. Um, and then JOI, like jerk off instruction, usually is that <laughs> like it is instructions for what you're supposed to do. And this has the like the format of a JOI video, but it's not that at all. It's just a person talking to you and telling you things. And whatever that genre is, I will say is my favorite genre of pornography in terms of my own personal usage for the pornographic use. Is it really? Uh, it is. It's like most of what I watch by far. 
That's fast. Which I'm sure we'll me. also get into. Yeah, we're definitely. I'm just going to like throw questions your way at some point. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I feel like this is going to be a very like me-centered episode, weirdly. Totally. Uh, not weirdly. That's. Uh, and then the other reason <laughs> I want to talk about it is because I think there's this has a lot of themes we're going to come back to quite a bit. And I just think the subject of like sissy porn in general and how it relates to the broader trans community is one that I'm weirdly passionate about like that's a strange phrase to use but like i am passionate about it no but i think i get it a lot of things to say about it yeah and it's important for both good and bad reasons let's say so with all that said one this this is your first sissy related porn right yeah (laughs) and and also and also your first mommy related porn also yes (laughs) okay so how, how did it feel I mean, like, both of them were, it's, like, weirdly the same, but also very different. Um, So it's, like, I don't know, I mean, like, I've read a lot about sissy porn, so it's not like it's something, like, totally out of left field for me to, like, watch. But at the same time, it's, it's such a, like, like, I don't even know how to explain it, because it's such a weird distillation of, like, (laughs) like... (laughs) I have no idea how to like how to even approach it. Um like okay, let me let me let me try doing one at a time because if I try to do okay. both at once, maybe my brain will break. Okay, so I'm <laughs> going to start with I guess Libby Harper's. Yeah. I thought felt so like it felt very very like typical porn scenario narrative setup and it's kind of interesting to just see it playing out within the POV form. Yeah, like just one person. Yeah. And then versus like Icy Winters, who I the second it started, I was like, okay, well, I'm in for something a little like more produced. Um, and like the opening music just kicks off and it I swear to God, it sounds like it's like watching a sitcom or like a dramedy series where they're going into like the after school special episode. <laughs> and Okay, sure. And then I was going like, to say it was more like the beginning of a post-rock song. I mean, yeah, sure, that works too. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> it immediately triggered that, like, like between both the music and then just, like, her talking to, like, you know, the presumptive child. I, like, it was, it felt so much like a sitcom kind of situation. But obviously it's not because it's going to slowly but surely turn into something far far worse <laughs> that can't be shown on television um or at least not okay. on um network television if you throw Only on like cinemax, cinemax. yeah <laughs> imagine like you turn on cinemax and it's just that playing i feel it like would that really, would be <laughs> it would widen people's perspectives i was gonna say that would have been really formative for me <laughs> when i was younger i think i mean like i personally would not like use this sexually but at the same time it's really fascinating to watch and like both of the different films took a very different approach to something very similar and i think it's really exciting in a way um but yeah i guess let's let's your choice on how we approach (laughs) yeah which one um... to discuss first should we just stick with libby and then move to icy yeah, I wanted to start with Libby as well. Okay, um, cool. And I re- like I'm glad that they were also different to you to watch because like that's kind of why I chose them. 
because to me they're they're the same format and they're the same subject material like they're both this kind of talking into the camera um about a, the same subject which is your mom who's trans e- either i i was going to say force femming but not force femming like just femming you yeah because it's um, not forced at all it's very just casually introduced yeah. um <laughs> which uh is actually one thing i really like about these we are going to at a certain point actually talk about like full-on force femme stuff um but this is a lot more gentle and that's one of the reasons that like i like these things don't get me wrong i like it. Uh, here let's just throw all my baggage on the table at once <laughs> before we even get to these episodes i like when someone i trust or know really well says transphobic things to me in bed as like a de- degrading kind of thing. Which like, I think that's hot. Yeah, go for it. Like nothing yeah. wrong with that. <laughs> and we will talk about that way more in an episode that I'm currently researching for. Because there's some overlap <laughs> with that. I mean, it's like one of those things like, uh, and like I joke about it a lot, but it's like one of those things where, you know, certain men, I look at them and I'm like, oh, like if he called me a fag, I'd be like really into it. <laughs> and like, no, I yeah. like I 100% get that. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> yeah. But this is not that. This is like, and that is some sissy porn. This is a lot more just like, hey, you like, let's make you a girl. Like, let's make make you mommy's girl, and it goes from there. Libby's goes way more in the like directly sexual, yeah, way. Um, it kind of starts off sexual and just moves forward, and it's um a lot more focused on like those acts. Whereas Icy's is a lot more personal it takes longer to get going there's more like of a backstory i guess going on yeah and it feels very like like caring i I guess is the right word like it feels feels very like personal and nice and almost like warm at least to me and funny enough because icy winters huh but (laughs) (laughs) let's talk about the subject first actually because i think i do want to get into some of the things that i noticed in it go for it well, just okay, should we set so, up what the story is? I mean, yeah, go for it if you'd like. I, <laughs> is there much story in this one? I don't. I mean, it, it's like a one sentence story. Yeah. Uh, your 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 mommy comes home from a date. She didn't have a great time, and she decides to make you a girl and fuck you. The end. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I <laughs> so, so something that like fascinated me was just like some of the some of the words she used to describe herself was like a little like and like not just herself but like you as a viewer it was just like one of those things where I was like everything's just sort of like heightened and really camp and even like it ties into her performance too like when she's like oh like you know like your icky stinky man scent or like I don't like that it's like and then it's like, you know, like, oh, you should look at like my supple, like you're going to have a supple plush girl body like this. And then like, like mm-hmm. grabbing her taint and being like so sweaty and bunch. And I'm just like, this is a <laughs> lot happening. And the way she delivers it is just like, she does this. It's like, it's one of those ticks, like, like how like George Clooney looks up, looks or looks down, looks up and then delivers a line. She's, <laughs> she she like throws her head back a little bit and does a little laugh before mm-hmm. immediately going back to like being sort of serious and rubbing herself. And it's like, <laughs> it's just one of those things I always like catch on to when someone's just performing for a camera. Yeah. But it's like, 
it feels more like she's performing within her own head than for the camera sometimes. But that's just me being too, like, hyper-focused on that. But I do love when it breaks beyond just, like, her kind of talking. And then, like, when she, like, when she grabs the little outfit and she's like, oh, like, like, she throws it at you and is like, okay, like, here's, like, me narrating you putting the outfit on. Like, Mm -hmm. I really like that aspect of it. Like, it feels more one-on-one than just, like, someone filming themselves. Okay, I can see what you mean there, yeah. It's more interactive, yeah. I think that that is a kind of thing that happened, like, that is the main difference between a lot of performers in this sphere (laughs) of things, uh, is that some of it is more actively performative, and some of it feels more like that connection, like, hey, I'm talking to a person, Mm -hmm. versus I am kind of playing out a scenario that I am enjoying in my head. I'm not saying either one's better. Uh, I think that they're they're very different and they share very different purposes. Like yeah. I like depending on my mood, I will prefer one of these over the other one. Mm-hmm. But I I really like like yeah like those very extreme kind of words or like words you don't usually expect. Like I wrote down quotes. Um, <laughs> like who didn't? She's t- <laughs> of course. Um, and she's talking about like the date that she just went on, and she says it was just gross the entire time. You'll never be like that, will you, sweetie? You'll never be an icky man. And, like, that word icky keeps coming icky up. Icky comes like, up so often. Yeah. We need to get rid of all those disgusting icky boy clothes. And it's like, okay, like, this is... I, I think, it, like, the way it functions is to not just say, like, hey, we're gonna, like, get rid of your boy clothes and, like, get your girl clothes on. It's like, hey, here's this thing we hate and we both hate. And, like, we don't want that in our lives. So we're going to, like, disparage it, essentially. Yeah. And move into this other space where there's all these things we do want. And it gets into like kind of the like one of the big appeals of both like all kinds of feminization, which is someone taking away a certain degree of control from mm-hmm. you and just making you into the thing you want to be. I can say like that's definitely why I was into it as a kid like uh, or a teen, I should say. That's more accurate. Um, cause like sissy porn was like the thing I consumed from age like 13 to like 19, 20. It's like my favorite thing by far. And wouldn't you know it, I was trans the entire time. And the thing <laughs> I liked about it, um, cause like, like there's the right wing narrative, like, oh, sissy porn turned me gay. That's not really what happened. It was more that I wanted to be a girl, but that was, that's such a big leap. And it, it's like such a scary thing, especially in like this culture where it's, and this was in, gosh, I didn't come out till 2009. Um, God, I'm old. I mean, we uh, both are. For, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> for 20, for 12 years now. But um, when I first started having these feelings, it was like 2003, like, uh, like fucking trans, like anti-trans jokes were acceptable on like the fucking daily show, your theoretical, like liberal thing. Yeah. No one gave a shit about trans people. So it was like so much more daunting. And the idea of someone taking away that control from me and just making me do the thing I want to do was what one of the big things that was wonderful about it. It was like, oh gosh, like what if what if this woman just said like, hey, no, you're not a boy. You're going to be my girl. The end. You don't get a decision in this. I'm just going to do it. Um, and obviously there's a humiliation aspect, which I, I like humiliation in general and sexual stuff, but... Mm-hmm. That was just a really, really appealing part of it to me. And I think that Libby does that in a much more, like, obviously not a forced way, but in a way that is very clearly like, hey, 
this is what you want. You don't want this other thing. And like, like a lot of the terms are things that happen a lot in um, a lot of like this kind of pornography. Like um, you'd make such a pretty girl. Isn't that what you've always wanted? Like mommy's, that's what mommy's wanted. Well, yeah, like that was one of the lines I immediately wrote down was it's been so obvious what you really are. And I think yes. that, that's just such a forward way of saying it immediately. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's like very directly saying like, hey, I already knew and I accept you and I want you to be this thing. And it's, it's like if we add the mommy thing into that, there's a lot more levels to the mommy thing that I'm sure mm-hmm. we'll get into. But if you just add it in here, it's like, if I'm this person watching, this, it's like, oh, what if my mom just like accepted me? <laughs> what yeah. if like I just did this thing and my mom was just like, totally cool. Like, this is what I want you to do. This, I, I knew it the entire time. You don't have anything to worry about. The other level of like the mommy thing is that term is obviously like familial. Just like daddy is a familiar term. But like when someone says like, oh, daddy, like they're not like, like when they're fucking someone, generally speaking, they're not using it in that way. Yeah. And even like explicitly set up pornography in this way, I think there's very different ways to do it. I will say that like something I don't like is in a lot of like mainstream porn, they will set it up where the interest is that like, oh, like stepbrother, we're going to fuck. And that's the whole point. And it Mm -hmm. feels a lot more like, oh, the point of this is the taboo of fucking your brother. Yes. Whereas in this, it didn't feel like the point of it was the taboo of fucking your mom. It felt like the point was having a nurturing, caring figure. And a very obvious version of that is mommy, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, to be fair, I say this, more problematic aspects of me as someone who calls one of their partners mommy all the time and like. Not in a sexual context. Like a lot of it is like, oh, like before we go to bed, like we always talk and it's like, oh, I love you, mommy, that kind of stuff, which the other appeal of that from like a trans perspective is I didn't get to have like kid things when I was growing up or or like, like little girl things when I was growing up. So a big appeal of that is like, oh, like I get to be in this state where I'm not a 30 year old, you know, for a second. And I get to experience things that I would have wanted to experience when I was younger. And a lot yeah. of that's not even sexual. It's just like, oh, like I, uh, there's some terms like that Icy uses that we'll get into as well. But it's a lot of that kind of comforting, like, oh, what if I got to like experience that childhood again as the thing I wanted to experience it as, if that makes yeah. sense. Well, it's like that idea of like your second, I know a lot of people use like the second puberty concept. Yeah. And it's like, it's not, it like extends beyond that to like having a literal second childhood and i get that like that makes sense to me and um to be clear like for people who might be interested in these films in both the context it is on like adult quote-unquote son who is being like femmes like as a second childhood essentially for yeah it definitely does feel like that like i don't think there's ever a point watching the two videos where i was like oh like this person's underage this makes me uncomfortable it's like no it very much feels like distinctly role-playing isis is a little more complicated with the story structure yes uh where the beginning of it is your mom finds like a pair of panties in your room a pair of her panties and she talks a pair to of you. her dirty panties please yes pair of her, you're right i should i should have been more precise thank you um a pair of her dirty panties she's like why are these in here and then 
uh, kind of like through the conversation she has, like obviously like not literal conversation, but she gives you like those pauses essentially where you could be responding in your head. And she's like, oh, like you wanted to be a girl this whole time. Like, oh, that's wonderful. Like I'm not, she says multiple times, like I'm not mad at you, but we'll get into that in a second. Cause that is a lot of psychology going on. Capital P psychology. <laughs> Ooh, there's so, so much. Um, and then she buys you like a bunch of like new panties and throws out all your boy stuff. Um, and they're very specifically like younger looking panties, like, uh, like not like, like adult, like lingerie. They're more like, oh, like here's like one with like pretty flower print on it, stuff like that. And then she teaches you how to pee again. And then you do surrogate bonding through her dick and she pre-comes a lot. And then yeah. at the end, there's a twist that I'm not going to spoil for the audience. No, but... I, that, that was the coolest thing I've ever seen in a porn. <laughs> um so uh what are the big differences you notice with this one well so like immediately um obviously like the opening music was a big thing um it just felt more produced overall but it comes at its benefit to me i think um just because it has this really fascinating attempt at like showing the passage of time like, she very specifically is like, oh, hey, like, you know, like, we're doing this, blah, blah, blah. And then it's like one day later and she comes back with like the new panties. And then it's like one month later and you're or like after after doing all the peeing and the training bra, it's like, oh, we're going to introduce surrogate bonding. And it's like just the attempt at actually creating a grander narrative <laughs> instead of just like a day of like sissification. <laughs> yeah i think is so fascinating to me i agree i mean i and that's one of the things i actually i like about it is that a lot of i have this really like nitpicky problem with a lot of sissy porn especially sissy porn involving hormones where Mm -hmm. they will act like oh like you've been on hormones for two months look at your boobs already it's like no that is not how that works not at all like it takes like (laughs) fucking like at least like six months to a year before you notice anything really for the first like three months your tits just hurt all the time that's how it works. And it's like, just give me a more realistic time frame. It's not hard. Like, you just, just push it back a little bit. But yeah, I mean, I guess, like, like the point is, a like, a more instant minimum. gratification. Yes. But still. But, like, she did, like, the bare minimum attempt at, like, showing how time passes. I will yeah. say my biggest complaint is the fact <laughs> that she had the same exact tank top on throughout every single segment of this. And it's it's just one of those things for me. It's like, okay, if you're doing the passage of time... You either have to acknowledge that you're wearing the same clothes or you have to just just change the tank top. I like it's like that's like that's like a five dollar Uniqlo tank top. Like you can like throw on a second. I will pay for it. I will be the costuming budget for this. And I just that was my sole complaint (laughs) throughout the entire thing, because I do think it's really interesting how she actually engages with the viewer so 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 much yeah agrees like yeah just just the way she delivers dialogues to me it feels more naturalistic 100 um, like, like less obviously kind of like campy is something you brought up with like libby harper's performance to me mm-hmm. i'm not saying either one's better to be clear like i yeah, think libby's 100 like, i think yeah they're both i can understand the purpose they both serve for people who want to get off on both of them yeah um, but Isis is definitely more naturalistic. Um, there's more like hesitation uh, sentences, like more hesitation sounds, mm-hmm. more of like the 
direct reaction, like basically assuming that you said something, which is something that's is is there in certain forms of this porn and not there in certain other ones. Some of it's just like, hey, I'm going to talk to you. And some mm-hmm. of it is I'm going to talk with you. Uh, they each have their appeal. Um, but I, what I find so interesting about this format where it's kind of giving you spaces to respond is that it feels a lot more intimate and a lot more personal. And that goes along with the entire way that she structures it and the kind of things she says throughout it. Like I wrote down very specifically that in the first segment when she, she just finds the panties and is talking to you, she says, I'm not mad at you. You don't have anything to worry about. And if there's in any way I can support you, just let me know. Absolutely. If you want to be a girl, I can help. Which is, I, I like I said, capital P psychology, because that is the thing I would have wanted to hear as a trans, like, like younger person. Like when of I was, course. before I came out, it's like, oh my gosh, like, you're not mad at me. Like, I don't have anything to worry about. Like, you're going to help me out. Like, oh gosh, what a, that's so nice. It's just, it's, it, it's like almost like a warm, fuzzy feeling. Like even now <laughs> is hearing those things. And that's a lot more of the direction a lot of it goes. Yeah, well, so much, so much of it feels like, I mean, capital P psychology, just in the way she approaches, like, introducing each new thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, just, uh, like, when, like, the whole, like, the peeing thing is a little weird. Like, she's, so she's teaching, teaching you how to, like, pee sitting down instead of peeing standing. And it's like, at one point, she's like, oh, you know, like, I'm gonna hold your, like, despite how strange it is, it's like, or at least for me personally, um, mm-hmm. It's like when she starts doing like, oh, you know, like I'm going to, you know, like I'm going to hold your hand. Like I'm going to be here. This is a really good vulnerability exercise for us. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, she's really like peppering in these this terminology that like (laughs) very specifically implies this is a far more emotional experience than it is necessarily sexual. Yeah, I think this is definitely like I like that's a I will say that's a lot of Icy's work. And the reason I, I like a lot of it is it feels like it's very much directed at trans girls yeah, um, who were searching it out, which is super hard to find, actually. Like, a lot of this style of video, even by other trans creators, isn't necessarily like that. It is sometimes for, like, um, like male audiences, sometimes for just, like, a generic audience. But Isis seems very specifically, like, geared towards trans girls, mm-hmm. which is super nice to have. Even in that peeing section, which is she takes you into the bathroom and is like, hey, like, you're going to sit down to pee. I know it's a little weird. Hold my hands. Like, she kind of, there's a really interesting mix there of like a, like a soft dom kind of thing. Because yes. um, she's being like very tender and very supportive. Like, she calls you baby girl all the time and says like, I can't wait to help you grow up and raise you as my daughter. Uh, which is also capital P fucking psychology. But yes, please. <laughs> um <laughs> Um, but she also says, you're my baby girl, so I get to decide how you pee, which is one of those things like, okay, I see, I see like, this is the appeal of this, is that A, yeah. there's the intimacy, because um, not even like a piss fetish thing, because then you would have seen like the pee, and Icy has done that, so like, she's not afraid of the pee, but um, it's that's not the point of it, almost, it's more like the intimacy, while still being controlled, and still having those things decided for you. Like, she even says earlier on, like, I think you should let me choose what you wear from now on. Which, again, very sweet, but also taking away that certain element of control. So it's not you having to make decisions. It is someone else, this very pretty trans girl, who is your mommy and is deciding for you what should happen 
to you in this circumstance. She's very yeah. comforting while also being like a turn on. Oh yeah, definitely. And one of the things I actually thought of as she was like handing you clothes immediately, I was like, oh, do they have like, like, I feel like some of these performers should just get into like branding specific clothing <laughs> that like doesn't even have like them on it, but just like, like, just like, like this specific dress you can buy at this specific place. So like that, like when she hands you it, you can put on that same dress and I think it would be so, I mean, this is just like my brain going into like the level of like interaction because yeah. I do think like it is just such an interactive process. <laughs> no, so I, I, can't I, I 100% agree. Yeah. Um, like th- that is definitely like one of the like appeals of the more interactive stuff is a lot of times, like I said, these two specifically aren't like JOI, but there will mm-hmm. be. Um, certain videos in this kind of similar vein, especially like the femme vein or the forced femme vein, where it's like put on like your panties, put on like your bra, yeah. and that way it's like kind of walking you through it. And like I'd never thought of that kind of like sponsored almost thing. Like, hey, here's where you can buy the things in this video, so you can like play along more or less at home and like feel like this is really happening and like have that personal, very direct connection. <laughs> that was that's like kind the of first like, thing that popped into my brain. <laughs> it's a great idea. Like, I think that's like legitimately, hey, like any creators out there who happen to be listening to this, A, thanks. We, I really appreciate it. B, 100%. that's an idea for you. You should, you should do that. Yeah, I would love to help with, with clothing <laughs> branding deals. I have no idea how it would work, but I'll help figure it out. Um... But I do think there is a level of, like, I mean, obviously it's not, like, jack-off instruction, but, like, it's some parts kind of, like, approach that in in both. Um, yeah. More so... Like, you would definitely be well-served by having, like, a dildo nearby, let's say that. Yeah, definitely. And I do think... Uh, so, okay, so, okay, I guess, let me just start with, like, one question was, like, okay, so surrogate bonding. So is that, like... <laughs> Are you going to ask does if that... that's a thing, Juan? No, I'm not going to ask if that's a thing, but, like, does that pop up frequently within, like, mommy this... sissy porn? Not really. I'll be honest. Well, first of all, it's a very small subgenre, I'll be honest. Um, yeah, no, I, I figure. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, a lot of very specific fetishes going on. But I'll say, like, I hadn't really seen it outside of her work. Okay, because that was just one of those moments where, like, it, as we were saying, like, it is, like, a fairly psychological, I was like, I don't want to call it, like, a fairly psychological short, but it really kind of is. Um, But, like, it is one of those things where, like, it's very thought out. And I think the concept of, like, sort of, like, explaining surrogate bonding and being, like, it's a little taboo. They don't teach it in most educational systems. <laughs> and then just like, it's playful, but also like, just uh, like not at the same time. I don't. <laughs> yeah. I, I, what, what I'll say is like, I think kind of what you're getting at and like, correct me if I'm wrong, is that a, it's clearly coming from someone who's thought through this and has like a, a, an interest in this and experience with it so it's not just like hey here's event a here's event b here's event c it's like there's just so many specifics going on in yeah. a way it almost reminds me of actually pause that thought i'm gonna get to that in a second but and the other <laughs> but the other so that's like the familiarity and like kind of the casualness of it but it's also very clearly like um uh, like there's a casualness and the like playfulness while also being like hey Here's what we're doing. Here's like what the actions are. Here's what you're looking for. 
and I know this is supposed to be like sexual, even though like it's never explicitly said to be sexual in the thing, which I think is also really interesting. Like it's never like, hey, you're going to suck my dick. It's like, hey, we're doing surrogate bonding. Yeah, and it's like an incredible <laughs> amount of pre cum. Um, big I, ups I, to icy I'm winters. Still fat. I have like, I, you but know, I, I like, would say, like <laughs> that is a big thing. In a lot of her videos, which like she pre comes hella much, which is great. Big fan. I was um, so impressed. Like yeah. I'm like you know I pre come a fair amount. Like I slept with a lot of people who pre come a fair amount, but like that was like holy shit. Um, yeah, especially like I was truly. I, impressed. I will say like. <laughs> Like as a trans girl who has taken hormones for multiple years, that that is extra impressive to me because I like barely like even when I come, there's not a ton there. Whereas like she just keeps leaking, like, hey, yeah. go for it. And I think it almost like <laughs> it really I mean, ties it has a scenario. Like if you're doing that yes. like like surrogate bonding thing, like yeah, that make, like exchanging fluids, like seeing the fluid actively there, like yeah. Well when she's talking specifically about like help milk the fluid out of me and eventually yeah. learn how to rub it all over your body, it's like, yeah, there's more than enough there. Like that <laughs> like that is actually just such good <laughs> it's yeah, good it's... visual storytelling accompanying <laughs> the regular storytelling. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't, like, it, it, I also think something that's very interesting to me about, like, the surrogate fluid and, like, the surrogate bonding and all of that is, like, it adds to the level of somebody being, like, not above you, but, like, this idea of, like, they're actively teaching you, they are being your mommy, they are, like, guiding you through this process because they know more about what it is than you do and they're passing it down to you yeah a hundred percent yeah um yeah i don't like it's 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 very very interesting to me so it was a it was a good vulnerability exercise for me (laughs) (laughs) it was I, i was like reaching across the country and holding your hand while you were peeing metaphorically Honestly, I mean, I already pee sitting down, so, like, that's fine. That's not a better way to pee, let's be honest. Yeah. I mean, like, occasionally I'll stand if, like, there's nothing else available. But, like, I don't know. It's just, like, why would I stand? (laughs) We rarely, in the day, get chances to sit down and just relax. Might as well take it while you're peeing. Exactly. Um, Um, I I don't know. They They were... they were very interesting. And I mean, I, I like, again, I'm not going to spoil the ending of, of, <laughs> of Ices, but I truly, it was one of those moments where it's like, like, you know, the credits are happening and I'm like, these are really weird credits. And then they just tack on like, like a Marvel credit scene. And I was <laughs> like, holy shit, what? This just recontextualized everything. And I was not yeah. expecting that to happen because that was like more riveting than most porn I watch. <laughs> most most anything I watch really. Again, I think that did a better job at connecting a cinematic universe than literally any scene from like the MCU in the last like decade. Um, that was fascinating. Um, <laughs> I agree. Uh, so you said you don't. Are, have you ever really watched this kind of format of porn to get off before? Like, like as like the, for the purpose of getting off, like POV porn. Uh, like, yeah, like POV porn in this kind of like direct conversational one-on-one kind of thing. I think like I've seen a couple that were far more like amateurish, 
And like I've used other or like I one time I used a different type of video that I'm sure we'll get into at some point, which is more like explicitly like dominant and like mm-hmm. telling you to do certain things. Um which I mean yep. like it's pop pervading, who cares? Like is <laughs> Um, it's like, I haven't done it often because sometimes I'll like get, it's like poppers are too much sometimes, but sometimes they're great. Um, but like, I don't think I've ever had this level of like walk through journey with my porn. And like, part of me does think I might enjoy it in like Mm -hmm. specific scenarios. But at the same time, like, I don't know, I mostly just jack off to like, shitty amateur pornography at this point so it's like eh, <laughs> like whatever <laughs> interesting i do it for the art <laughs> we have so like this we have is like your opposite this is yeah, by far my ford like we have very opposite outlooks and like what we look for in pornography for, like, for the most part i don't i i very rarely actively seek out like porn with sex in it if that sounds weird it probably does but like no I don't but really... i think i understand that yeah, like, like, like the act of two people having sex is very rarely like a turn on to me. It's more like the context around it. And uh, like, I, I like words a lot. They're like super important to me. Like if I'm having sex with someone and they don't ever talk, like that's very unappealing to me. I need someone who like tells me things and uh, who like a gives me direction. Well, at least mm-hmm. when I'm bottoming, which is 99% of the time. And, and then, and then like, obviously, like, when I, when I service top, which is the occasional thing I do, I'm very vocal during it, and I talk a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's one of the things I like about um, two of my partners, is that when they top me and when they dom me, they are very active in, like, either, like, like saying specific terms and, like, phrases and contextualizing it, or with, like, one thing that Julie, who has given me an okay to say this um, on the podcast, so I'm not just violating her trust. I just want to be clear in that. There's a reason I'm not talking about the other person. Mm-hmm. Um, when Julie and I fuck, like, she will talk about scenarios that, like, could happen in the future or, like, hey, this could lead to X, Y, and Z. And, like, she will do a lot of the, like, oh, like, do you like being fucked kind of thing? And then, like, if I'm, like, oh, obviously, I'm, like, yeah, <laughs> like that. This is this is dope. <laughs> I don't say it like that, obviously. I yeah. say it in a, a more sexy way, I'm sure. Um, a way more bottomy way as well. But, um, and she'll be, like, what, uh, like, like, uh, you like getting fucked so much? I'm, like, I'm going to, like, fucking, like, like, make money off of you and, like, pimp you out. And I'm, like, ugh. Now I'm just going to, like, fucking come. Just because, like, that, like, terminology and, like, scenario building in the head is yeah. very something I'm into. And this is entirely that, like, just that, hey, we're going to imagine something. I'm going to talk you through what's going to happen. And we're going to walk through this together. And like, I, I, I guess, like, I've explained it now. Like, it's just way more, that, that's what I look for in yeah. sexual experiences is an active, like, kind of interaction or discourse, funny enough. Well, I think I do that a lot via, I mean, obviously, like, in person sometimes too, but I think through... If I'm sexting, that's, like, 99% of, like, what I'm looking for is, like, that kind of, like, scenario building. And it's, like, that... Yeah. Because it's it's essentially, like, really good foreplay. I, I mean, with, without that, you're basically just doing, like, the phone sex scene from Sex World. Yeah. Like, I don't want to just, like, be like, oh, ah, uh, uh, <laughs> Like, that's just, like, that's just not... 
like yeah sure hearing someone moan absolutely love it like yeah love knowing that i'm giving someone pleasure but like also it's like i like there, there there should be some level of like conversational aspect beyond just like a conversation between bodies <laughs> what an elegant way to put that thank you um, i try <laughs> <laughs> no I, I agree and i think just it also partly plays into the fact that i just in general i don't often look for like sex sex like penetrative sex it's just not really like something i actively seek out i like it and like i will like enjoy it when it happens but a lot of people like what they would describe as foreplay that leads up to sex to me like that's the point is the like before thing oh totally uh like i know some people who like when they do kink it's like a lead up to them fucking Mm -hmm. and i'm like no like it's just like i'm enjoying it for the thing same with like when i do like mommy little girl stuff it's like not that i'm looking to fuck my mommy it's more just that uh i'm enjoying the act of like spending this time together in this way and the sometimes eroticness of it there are a lot of psychology reasons behind that but we've already gone for 44 minutes so i feel like at a certain point we have to stop and i will get into that (laughs) at a different point on a very different subject because i have some specific reasons for not really looking for the sex part of things well i'm very excited to go down this 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 (laughs) wonderland rabbit hole um Um, are, are there any other <laughs> Are there any other questions you want to ask before we jump out of this one? No, I feel like everything got kind of answered just by you talking. Uh, <laughs> okay, it's kind of great. <laughs> um so, uh if you still want to continue to listen to this podcast after this episode and you know that I'm a bad person, uh, I'm joking obviously, but like I I do under like we will definitely put these like content warnings before these cuz I do know for some people the like the taboo thing and the like uh transphobic language thing are very big like triggers not something that they really want to hear about so we'll make sure to continue doing that um but if you did listen to this thank you for going on this journey with us Juan, thank you for going on this journey with me so far i'm glad that i have been able to get you to watch a lot of dumb shit already i'm so thrilled about it honestly (laughs) it brings me joy to watch (laughs) new things um so let's get some plugs in uh, number yeah. one is if you want to contact us through email, we are at foragoodtimepod at gmail.com. We're at the same thing on Twitter at foragoodtimepod. Um, we will soon be on a different site that I don't want to give away the name of because it'll probably fuck with some of my interviewing. So it will probably be announced in a couple episodes. My personal Twitter uh, or my, my main Twitter is at Space Jam Fan. And my Not Safe for Work alt, which I almost never use anymore, but I'm going to probably start using more often if I can, um, is at Enion's Girl Dick. And um, Juan, why don't you tell us about your stuff? Um, well, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, literally anywhere, at Whoa, it's Juanito, W-O-A-H, it's Juanito. And you can find my writing on, like, Miami New Times and Hyperallergic and other places. Um, even though I'm being really lazy and not writing that much right now because I'm just enjoying watching pornography and playing video games. <laughs> um, and You're taking over that full Gooner, Gooner lifestyle. Honestly, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I don't know. Just, like, DM me or something. I, I'll send nudes. I don't care. Um, or, like, find me on Grindr or Scruff um wherever you want that's that's it (laughs) okay um and what are we doing next week 
So, next week, we are diving into um, a specific director's feature debut, (laughs) which is actually um, kind of ridiculous, but it is a porn film. Someone you might know, whose name is Abel Ferrara, um, and the movie... What? I'm pretty sure we're talking about Jimmy Boy L, not Abel That's Ferrara. true. <laughs> it is Jimmy Boy L. Um, I apologize for the incorrect uh, <laughs> naming. <laughs> but we have one of the best titles in it's real great. my porn history. I fucking love this title. Every time I say it out loud, it brings me joy. But we're going to do Nine Lives of a Wet Pussy. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I watched this um, with uh, a uh, partner, and when I said, hey, do you want to watch Nine Lives of a Wet Pussy? She was like, okay, sure. <laughs> like, I can't believe that we're going to watch this movie, but I know that you're into pornography, and I want to experience this with you, but I can't believe I'm going to watch a movie called Nine Lives of a Wet Pussy. Yeah, I think I messaged like three different guys on apps, and they were like, what are you up to? And I'm like, oh, I'm watching Nine Lives of a Wet Pussy. And they're like, LOL, that sounds like a lot. And I'm like, yep, it is. (laughs) But we'll get into that next week. (laughs) Or in two weeks, or whatever. (laughs) So until next time. Thanks for calling.